0: Few episodes back, we talked about uh, what if you're unequally yoked as a couple? In other words, what if you're married someone who is not a believer, or if you married someone and they've since since you've been married, they've walked away mm. from scripture. Well, this is a similar topic.
1: Bit of a spin-off from it's end. a
0: spin-off from it, and what we're hoping to process through today is how to deal with a spouse or how to love a spouse who is passive. Mm-hmm. I think of a husband who's maybe not leading his family well, We're right. not or, engaging in conversations.
1: Or a wife who's always grumbling, who's always complaining, right, um, going against the things of Scripture instead of embracing what right. it's laid out
0: for us. Yeah, so what is a husband or a wife to do yeah. if their spouse is not trying? Hmm. And how do you get them to re-engage in the relationship? And so we're really just going to have a, real, a conversation in real time. Mm-hmm. And we hope it helps you. We hope it blesses you. We'll see you on the other side. This is probably the number one topic of concern um, I think generally speaking you have a wife who just wants so badly for her husband to come to the table or a husband who's trying to love his wife well and she doesn't seem to be responding and it's just when you lose that connection and there's a slow mm-hmm. erosion and there's that distancing it's just so difficult and it's it to to, to reconcile and to bring it back it feels and to warm it back yeah, up yeah. right and so I think it's, it's, it's a valuable conversation to be had and, and I'm hoping that we can help some folks today. But first, my name is Ryan. This is my lovely wife, Selena. We are the Faces, Voices founders of Fierce Marriage. And uh, we've been doing this for a number of years and we're honored that you would spend some time with us, whether you're watching on YouTube or you are uh, visiting, listening on the mm-hmm. podcast, welcome. Um, if you want to engage with this conversation, the best place to do that is probably on YouTube through the, through the comments. That's where we tend to uh, have the most interactions with folks. We would also love it if you want to leave a rating and review on the podcast. That means a ton. Um, it helps us to uh, fight our way through the, uh, the the milieu of noise and other podcasts. Those ratings really do help. But if you want to partner with us, I will say this, that partners like our patrons, right? So if you're a patron, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, our patrons have made this a sustainable ministry for our family. Mm-hmm. It's really, really tough to to be in ministry like this uh, without also having some other source of income, which for us, it's the books that we write. It has It's that plus our patrons has made this sustainable. Mm-hmm. And uh, so thank you so much for being a part of that. If you wanna join that team of fierce patrons, you can go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner. Okay, so today's topic, how do we get a passive spouse to engage, to, mm-hmm. to re-engage? Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's, there's some assumptions that we have to make right. at this point, um, is that you're probably not in a healthy spot.
1: Right. You're probably one of three types of couples. One that is, like you said, not in a healthy spot. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can see things and you you don't know how to deal with stuff, but you know that things are wrong. The second would be you're in an unhealthy spot, but haven't realized it yet. Uh, So you kind of are just slowly sort of drifting apart and maybe not really even yeah. seeing it.
0: So maybe this might be the wake-up call that says, hey, yeah. actually, it's actually pretty unhealthy what you're going through right now. And then the third type of couple mm-hmm. is that you're on the brink. It's like you feel like you've your spouse has given up. You, if you're, you're the one that's – Yeah. Yeah, I mean you're watching a, a marriage video or listening to a marriage podcast, yeah. so maybe you haven't quite gotten there yet. But the point is is you just feel like it's so far gone. Mm-hmm. You might as well just cut bait and try again. You know, try a, another – another marriage and Mm -hmm. we're here to tell you like there is hope in wherever you're at with whatever whatever end of that spectrum you're on um or you know maybe there's a fourth type of type of person where you are in a healthy place and you 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 feel like you're getting along and you're connected with your spouse but you know what it feels like when you start to disconnect and so maybe we'll we'll give you some tools here today that will um give you i guess a way to tell when that writing is on the wall and you can make proactive adjustments so What's it look like to have a a spouse who's maybe disengaged?
1: Yeah, some indicators, I think, to say, okay, maybe, yeah, we're not engaged. This totally identifies me or not. Um, We always say like bad communication, but I think lazy or mediocre, just passive, uh, not skillful or tactful or thoughtful communication. Just whatever comes out, comes out, and this is how I say it, and this is how it's gonna be.
0: Yeah, it would be like apathetic, really focused on just, I don't really care how my words strike you. I don't really care what value my words add to your life. I'm just going to say what needs to be said. I don't really care. Yeah. And so um, that's that's a sign of a disengaged spouse. Right. Another one is you are having uh, pretty consistent fights and disagreements.
1: Yeah. Agreement is like a foreign idea yeah. to your marriage.
0: Yeah. We've had seasons in our marriage where as things have grown cold, mm-hmm. believe it or not, guys, Ryan and Selena, not perfect. We haven't figured it out. And, and we've had a lot of track mm. history of mistakes that we've made and we've grown apart at times and uh you find thematic disagreements mm-hmm. where it's like you just can't seem to 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 get along mm-hmm. and so that's uh
1: it's often an indicator of yeah you know one of you being passive uh in the marriage the mm. next one is no spiritual life or growth again we can just see this in the fruit mm. of how of what's being produced in our life if you uh know that you struggle with patience and you are yelling more than you always do. You're—it's a consistent just zero patience. Then I'm—I would bet I would put a lot of money in the fact that you probably uh, are not mm-hmm. spending time with the Lord. Probably not allowing the Holy Spirit to grow you in certain ways, uh, and for the good of your yeah. own heart and your your marriage.
0: Another way that you can tell if you've been disengaged with one another is you have little or no agreement around important decisions in mm-hmm. life. Uh, And that could be
1: what church to go to. That's a
0: big, important decision. It is a big, important decision. Uh, Maybe a career change or you're finding that your spouse is making decisions that seem like pretty decent sized ones, whether they're financial decisions, making purchases. And they're not telling you. They're not telling you. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, even in in, like, how do we disciple our kids or Mm. what does it mean for you to be a man? Uh, like uh, the head of the at, house. at the head of the household, yeah. biblically speaking, or what does it mean to be the woman of the household, biblically speaking? Yeah. And you just can't find agreement on that stuff, and so uh that's typically. Or
1: you're just not not just not you're not actively like working towards agreement. Right. But you're just ignoring it altogether, yeah. and you're just trying to th- survive.
0: Yeah. Another one. This is a huge one, and uh, this doesn't mean to cast any shame, but it's just if this is happening, this is an indication that you are growing distant um, and disengaged. But intimacy. Mm. If mm-hmm. your intimate lives, you're, you've. Either you have a non existent intimate life or intimacy is very rare.
1: Sex, in case anybody yes. misses that, you're not. Well,
0: yeah, sex for sure. Also, part of it. Emotional, emotional intimacy, intimacy being known, intimacy. knowing one another. Uh, but yeah. the
1: physical part is hard to, if you're not regularly having sex, that can be an indicator, I think, of.
0: It's good and right for a couple to regularly exercise their marital rights, mm-hmm. uh, intimately speaking. Paul talks about that. I think it's in 1 Corinthians 6 or 7, Um, not abstaining from, you know, not withholding Mm -hmm. from one another, that giving of yourself. It's Mm -hmm. not about taking from your spouse. It's about giving of yourself. And if neither of you are willing to give, uh, that's a big red flag. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I've often, I think in one of our books we wrote, uh, sex can't make a marriage, but I think sex as a category can break it right whether it's an infidelity or just the inability to maintain a healthy level of intimacy Mm -hmm. can definitely cause you to grow cold Mm. Um, and a lot of times it's a symptom but it's also it can also be a cause right
1: for sure
0: so um, maybe we should dedicate an episode to that i know that we've had many instances in our own marriage where our dysfunction in our intimate lives whether we've not found you know we've not met each other in in just logistically in the right Right. Mm -hmm. times and, and moods and whatnot that can either be a symptom of us not connecting or it can also lead to deeper dysfunction mm-hmm. in our marriage and it has done both for us. Yes. So, what are some underlying reasons? Okay, so we've talked about what does uh, disengaging and what does that look like? Mm. What are some symptoms of that? Well, What what are the causes of those types of symptoms? Um, and I think there's a few. We've talked about being un- unequally yoked uh, and that was, again, a couple episodes back. Right. Uh, but that's obviously going to be a huge thing because if you're just seeing the world through two different lenses, yeah. it's going to, come to it's going to bear a consequence in some area of your lives and that it, it's always going to be an underlying reason mm-hmm. um or you might have uh me- mental illness okay like mental illness is real Depression's real anxiety is real um we have friends and family who have dealt with those things on severe levels and they they cause problems that uh, the issues the mental illness causes problems mm-hmm. in that in those people's lives right there's times when i feel pretty Uh, down in the dumps, I'll say. And I won't say I I get depressed, but definitely like when I'm having a hard time emotionally, mentally, Mm -hmm. it's really hard for me to love you well. Right. And so how have we gone about mitigating that? Well, in some cases, I've never taken medication for anything like that. Um, But we do have people in our lives, friends that we know that have, and that's a common grace of God to go to a a doctor, a a psychiatrist, and to have them prescribe Mm -hmm. medicine to help, balance out what's happening in this body that god's given us that Mm -hmm. is still subject to the fall right just because Mm -hmm. you're a christian doesn't mean you all of a sudden don't get sick anymore but thank god that we live in a time when we have medicine available to us to help um with that now you have to be careful not to get dependent on medicines and things like that always be trusting the lord ultimately um that's a big can of worms i don't want to open that one right now but the point (laughs) is is that can bear weight on your relationship and it's important to recognize that if you're ever going to find a path back to one another Um, and then another one, this underlying reason, is just generally speaking, this broad category of passivity. What do we mean by that? Um, there's husband uh, passivity. There's sins of passivity that can be on the husband's side but also on the wife's side. Mm-hmm. So for a husband to be passive, I can kind of just throw in a towel. I'm not going to really lead. I'm not going to really engage. I've, For whatever reason, I've just lost interest. And I'm not responding to the call of God on my life as a husband to love my wife as Christ has loved the church, to die to myself To love her, in a metaphorical Mm -hmm. sense, Um, and I've chosen the sins of passivity. So I'm not. I'm just going to sit on the couch, you know, both literally or just or figuratively. I'm just going to just disengage, couch potato. I'm just going to be, you know, watching the game, but never really, you know, watching over my own household, so to speak, Mm -hmm. or even playing video games and never playing with and engaging with my kids Mm -hmm. or engaging with my wife. Um, That's that's passivity. But how how does passivity tend to look? from a wife's side of the equation.
1: Right. I think, you know, for women, we can tend to run our mouths and just say whatever we feel, however we feel it and just let it go. Who cares? Like, this is Mm -hmm. how I feel. I'm just going to say it. Uh, we can deal with a lot of discontent in our Mm -hmm. own hearts, uh, wanting to have the life that someone else has. Uh, we ignore our children because they're too hard to deal with. I just want to let someone else take care of that. It feels too hard. Uh, I just don't want to be that person. I want to be the person I see scrolling, mm. you know, when I'm scrolling through whatever the social media is. And so I think uh, one of the ways I think the enemy really gets at our hearts as wives is to just breed those um, seeds of bitterness and discontentment uh, in our homes.
0: Hmm. I would also add to that. A, <laughs>
1: oh, would you? <laughs>
0: a wife that can become a doormat. Yes. And an enabler. Yes. Okay. And you have okay. a husband who maybe isn't being passive, but is a, is, has sins of aggression. Maybe, you know, I'm right. you know, verbally not loving you well and being, yeah. I'm being aggressive towards you or and and if you're passive in that moment, it's true. you would just be a doormat. And that becomes, a, that. A, yeah. you enable it and yeah. you become a means by which my sin flourishes. Mm. And now my sin is not your fault, but you have your own stuff to deal with. And that's this. Right. And so right. I think that causes a wife. It, it does something in the heart of a wife. And I can't speak a, for every wife in all time, but... A a switch flips in the heart of a wife that says, "I'm no longer, uh, I'm no longer going to going to voice godly opinions in this marriage. I'm no longer going to fight for my marriage in this way. Instead, I'm just going to let the cards fall where they may."
1: It kind of falls into this peacekeeping instead of being a peacemaker, uh, which we've talked about in many of our episodes in terms of marriage. Uh, So, what do we do about all that? (laughs) What are the things we can do?
0: Yeah, and you want to know? Okay, I've got. I'm just picturing the wife because I hear a lot of we get the it's people, wives, the wives write, that writing respond. in. Yes, we do get men. Although that say, I, yeah. I know there's. It's probably got to be about equal because it's right, a self-selecting right. demographic. Right. The people that are writing in via social media, right. and they're going to be most likely the wives. How dare! <laughs> just statistically speaking, that's <laughs> what it looks like. Um, but you also get husbands who are desperately, desperately trying yeah. to love their wife well, and for whatever reason. Sometimes not a fault of his own. Yeah. Sometimes it is. They just they cannot get their wife to love them back. And warm up to them. To warm up to them. Yeah. I mean, what's the phrase? Hell, hell hath no no scorn, or hell hath no fury like the scorn of a woman. Mm. And scorn could be something that you caused her scorn, or mm. she's just chosen to be could make you the object right. of her scorn. And so, what do you do as mm. a believer? Okay, this is again our whole worldview indicates how we act. And and the decisions we make and the wisdom that we apply, and so being biblical Christians, people who believe in the Bible, we look to the scriptures and we say, what are we called to do? Mm-hmm. Now we look. We can look at any number of passages. We can look at Colossians. We can look at the parallel uh, verses in Ephesians, where Paul says, "Husbands, love your wives." Mm-hmm. As Christ love the church. Okay, think about husband. If your wife is disengaged from you, what do you do? We'll just look. What does Christ do when His church has disengaged from Him? Right. We, we started reading Judges as a family, which is a great <laughs> book for five-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a pattern in judges. You have the people in the people of God. They promised they would never turn away from him. Right. Well, lo and behold, they do turn away from him. Then God rises up enemy nations to to oppress them and to uh, cause them to correct their hearts. They then cry out to God and say, "God, save us!" And then God will raise up a judge or somebody a deliverer to deliver them from uh, from the persecution. Right. And so there's this pattern of God loving people who've disengaged with Him, mm. and the way He loves is sometimes. Uh, It's always gracious, and sometimes it's a little bit, uh, uh, it looks more like Judges, and sometimes it looks more like uh, 1 Corinthians 13. 13. (laughs) The point is, and and Ephesians 5. So husband, pursue your wife. That's, I think, and wife too. Pursue your Mm -hmm. husband Mm -hmm. in ways that are godly, that are aligned with Scripture. Be subject to the Scriptures, Mm -hmm. and by how you love him. I forget where this is. This is a passage. I just read it. I think it might be in Peter says, through your witness and how you love them, you can show them back to Christ.
1: And it's something you have to do. You have to look outside of yourself because Mm. it's so easy for us to just project how we feel is probably how they feel. And so I'm going to say to them what I would want somebody to say to me when really, again, right, reminder, Mm. they are not you. Like, they are your spouse. They are different than you. They receive love differently. They hear love differently. Mm. They uh, respond to it depending on how you show it, right? And so... Again, going back to the word, going back to what God's authority says about how to love—patiently, kindly—it um, mm. takes perseverance. It always hopes. This is not the world's standard of love, because mm. the world's standard of love is whatever you feel like it is, and those feelings will fade, and they will—they will not stand. They cannot yep. last. Well said. So we go to the Bible. We stand on it. We put. We stake our lives on it, and mm. we say, "Okay, the Lord will give me the strength." to love my spouse who is not engaged. Yeah. I have everything that I need in Christ Jesus. He is sufficient.
0: Yeah, and you can have days where you feel like everything that we just said absolutely resonates and you feel, "Yep, I have everything I need." Then there's going to be days where you feel like, "God, where are you?" Right. Where that did you did you leave and, you know, turn the lights off when you right. left. <laughs> and and I'm here to we're here to tell you that he has not left you. And that uh, you can still hold fast to his promises As God promised that he will make your marriage perfect. He hasn't made that promise. He has promised to give you all you need for life and godliness,
1: right. and no time is wasted. I just want to say that uh, that's as good. well. That's God good. does not waste time.
0: But in the middle of that, okay, so you're still, you're still charged with loving your spouse. How God mm. has charged you with loving your spouse, regardless of how they love you back. Mm. Um, but also, your chart. You can pray. So you, there are some things that are in your hands to do, mm-hmm. as a husband or a wife. But also pray. Don't just do those things and in the vacuum of I would say start cold with obedience. Yeah, I would say start with prayer. But do those things and pray that the Lord would use your obedience to mm-hmm. bear fruit in the hearts of uh, the heart of your, your spouse. Well,
1: and I would say pray for the heart of your spouse, right? Pray, yeah. start with prayer. Start with yep. prayer to the Lord that he would soften mm-hmm. your heart, that your spouse's heart would be softened, that you guys would be able to connect and just a continual pursuit of yeah. God's will and trusting God, surrendering your own will to his. And
0: you could be on, this is, this is a spectrum, right? You, like we, be said you could be in the almost completely done stage of Mm -hmm. uh, a time of coldness and distance, or you could be, man, we just, we can't seem to find agreement here. Or my, my, my husband's just, he's been playing way more video games lately and our relationship is suffering for it. Right. So if you're on that end of the spectrum, it's going to be different. It's going to look different. You're still going to pray. You're still going to pursue. It's going to look different. Right. And so maybe this one, this next point here and what to do might be helpful, uh, on this other end of the spectrum the one where it's not necessarily as serious is that seek to understand exactly what's happening and try to put that into words right so if you've got um so i know for me if i'm stressed out which frankly it's most of the time (laughs) i'm just gonna say that i feel like it's constant uh but i want to escape and the way that i escape is i i get lost in some some netflix show or something or some something that i don't have to think about i can just be it can just happen to me. <laughs> I know that if we had video games that I would probably go toward that. Uh, there's a reason we don't have video games is because I I wouldn't say that I'm a gamer but like I it's cheap entertainment, right? Yeah. And I'm prone to, to wanting to go escape into cheap entertainment. Right. Um some friends of ours don't I'm more of a homebody in that way. Some guys escape by going out mm-hmm. and like to a bar or they go out and go I don't know, hunting or they go hiking or they go to yeah, the wilderness. But escaping the disengagement the- for yeah. the so like if you have a sp- a spouse that's disengaged and you're, they're showing you those types of things mm-hmm. ask yourself why what's going on like ryan sure has been watching a lot of whatever lately uh <laughs> maybe he's stressed instead of just reacting to the symptom like try mm-hmm. to look at the, the root cause of it
1: yeah and if you're i mean if you're familiar with your marriage and you're familiar with some of the cycles and the signs and the triggers like address it as soon as you can I mean for women that might look like mm-hmm. um, a lack of communication it could look like extra spending it could look like uh, yeah. escapism uh, it's Social different media. yeah I fall into books I love reading books and I would well, you so than me <laughs> sit and read for hours and just ignore whatever's happening here, right? So, uh, but that is not what God has called me to do. So, we need to keep moving through these So, when later.
0: you read, uh, Selena, she's been reading a lot lately. I wonder if she's going through some stuff. No, I just found good books. That's all.
1: <laughs> so, uh. pray and pursue your spouse. Pray and pursue God's will first. Pray and pursue your spouse. Mm. Seek to understand what is actually happening, right? Yeah. Get the indicators. Take note of kind of the rhythms of what uh, you guys are falling into. Uh, he, how he's escaping or how you're trying to escape and why. Um, acknowledge each other's feelings. So voice those, acknowledge those, empathize those, but do it in a way that is not so yeah. uh, attacking or combative. I would,
0: I would add to that or to maybe change that a little bit because if you've got somebody who's disengaging, they maybe, maybe aren't willing to have that conversation. At least acknowledge to yourself what you're feeling. You're feeling disconnected from your spouse and you're feeling like they have withdrawn from you and try to put words to that. Yeah. And part of that process too and this is huge don't necessarily do that in a vacuum find somebody you trust, who trusts right. who loves you who loves the Lord who understands his word right who's, who's advocating for your marriage and not
1: ha- just a gossip session yes. about your spouse
0: listen Johnny, my my fictitious friend,
1: (laughs) fictitious son, he's
0: fictitious everything. Maybe he's a mature son. (laughs) I feel like my wife is pulling away from me and I don't know why I can't can't figure it out. And you start as you start to articulate that you start to realize, well, I can be praying for this in very specific ways. Mm -hmm. I can be trying to uh, spearhead loving her in a very specific way that is informed by how you've been able to articulate it. Um,
1: you can't change your spouse. I mean, that is the right. end all be all. We cannot change the hearts of our spouse. We can pray. We can go to the God who does change hearts, who can change our spouse. But again, mm. ask the Lord what you can be doing. How can I be trusting in the Lord when my husband feels dis- seems disengaged to me? How can I be uh, in a way in which God can use me mm. uh, to reconnect back to him? So,
0: yeah. Part of the beauty of marriage is this covenantal dynamic that if you are just willing to stick it out mm-hmm. and do play the part of a godly husband, play the part of a godly wife in faith, in obedience, doesn't mean it's, a, it's a, going to be a silver bullet that fixes everything. But the covenantal framework that God has designed for marriage is strong enough to withhold the season you're going
1: through. Yeah, and sometimes, like you said, I think it's just putting your hands to the plow and doing it even before the feelings and the thoughts are there, but being obedient and doing what needs to be done.
0: Yeah. Um, And to to that end, if you're looking for something really tangible, we have a pair of books. Check them out. If uh, if you go to PrayAndPursue.com, I think it's (laughs) PrayAndPursue.com. We have them right here. Yeah. Um, husband and Wife in Pursuit. And then we have two books, a 40 days, forty Day Prayer Journey yeah. for Husbands and Wives. Mm-hmm. The point is, um, those are going to give you really tangible ways. Now, you can do those books together as a couple. They've mm-hmm. been designed that way. But they were, they're also designed, I mean, they'll also work really. if you're just a husband trying to pursue his wife or a wife yeah. trying to pursue her husband. They're geared toward loving in a way that's going to wake up and arouse uh, that relationship. Mm-hmm. Once again, yeah. that's maybe a weird word to use, but hey, that's biblical. All right. Don't arouse love before it's ready. Yes. We want to arouse love. That's our goal here. Okay. So uh, if, you, if, if you're if you listening to this and you want to know more about just what it means to be Christian, we, we're definitely Christian. This podcast is Christian. We want to invite you into uh, being a follower of Christ with us. We have a website set up. It's thenewsisgood.com. You can check that out. Um, and we want to lead you um, in understanding what it means, but also taking the next steps into mm-hmm. a local church, finding a pastor to disciple you and to show you what it means to follow Christ yes, truly, not yes. just American style Christianity, but okay. truly following Christ. <laughs> so with that said, let me pray. Lord, we thank you. Uh, we pray for the husbands and wives who are struggling, trying to find connection with their spouse, that they feel like their spouse has grown passive or disengaged, that you would show them tangibly how they can love them in light of how they've been loved by you. Lord, and may you give them faith and hope to withstand this trial. Lord, I pray that you'd also give them victory through it, that they wouldn't just, that this would not be the end of their relationship or the end of this feeling close to their spouse, but it would just be the beginning of some new thing that you're doing in their hearts as they fight for their covenant. Lord, we thank you for this work that you're doing in our hearts and in the hearts of our viewers and listeners. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, this episode of Fierce Marriage is... We can. we will see you again in seven days. Until next time.
1: Stay fierce.